their longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you stink. It's Willard and Dibs. <laughs> 95.7 The Game. Thank God that uh, there's Warrior basketball on 95.7 The Game tonight. I'm not kidding. I know the Super Bowl. How many days ago was the Super Bowl? I guess that would be 11? Is uh, that right? Or, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, 11. 11. 11, yeah, exactly. It feels... <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I got to at least Google Calendar it. Yeah. It feels like it's been a month since I sat down and there was a sporting event that I gave a bleep about. Right. So let's do that tonight, can we? Let's do it. All right. First to 24, you got 24 left to go, and the Warriors need to go probably 12 and 12 to make the play in. Uh, oh, 11 come on. and 13 let's might get it done. Let's have a better goal than that. They can go over 500. What I said was, I, I, I they know need they to go 12 and 12 <laughs> to make the play in. If you go 41 and 41, you're in the play-in tournament. No guarantee. I think that twelve and twelve gets you into the well, into the into the play-in. The voice of the Lakers is going to join us in seven minutes, John Ireland. And I know Don't the, sleep on John Ireland. Well, um, let's see. Have I ever slept on John <laughs> Ireland before? I, 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 I'll tell you this, uh, and Spadone will tell you, uh, Lakers are five games under five hundred. Yeah. Oh, but they yeah. but they think they figured it out. They think this trade deadline did the darn deal, and they're about to just go win about 80% of their remaining games. Please. And, and so, you know, who knows? Is 500 enough? I don't know. Well, right now the Lakers are 27 and 32, so they have 23 games left to go. So for them to get to 500, they would have to go 14 and 9. Mm-hmm. In their final 23. Which is very good basketball. That's good, solid basketball, especially when you've oh. played 458 right. ball right, all right, year. Right, right, right. So 14 and 9 is the kind of ball that Sacramento's played pretty much all year long. So can you be that good to get to 500? And honestly, right now, OKC, as the 10 seed, they're not a 500 club. So I think that if you're 41 and 41, you are rock solid in the play-in tournament. I think you might see a team below 500 as the 10 seed this year in the West. Yeah, I, although I, I don't, you know, I, I already told you kind of my line of demarcation of, uh, in terms of like what um, what will be maybe interesting, what is hopeful for the Warriors. Right. Not just the play-in tournament. It's got to be at least seven or eight. I still hope for six, but I, seven or eight. I think is is still a spot where you can move and do some damage and and make noise in the playoffs. Nine or ten feels unrealistic. You're going to have to do really special things on the road just to get out of that. Sure. I don't know if if the Warriors end up in that spot. It also means these last 24 didn't go great. And let's be honest, it feels like this is one of those seasons when as fans and even as media members, um, it's not like Draymond's punch. There aren't cameras hiding in the top of the rafters that catch everything and it feels to me like one of those years where there are a number of really big stories really big things happening behind the scenes that we don't know anything about I think so. Uh, it, it, like, well, and what's we going can start on? with the punch. We can start with the punch. Like Draymond, Jordan Poole, and the overall ethos of the team. Where is it 
in relation to, oh, I don't know, last June when we all were on Market Street broadcasting live and there are pictures of you and I broadcasting where we are absolutely being showered by blue and yellow confetti. Hashtags any eyewear. Exactly. Yeah. It was an unbelievable day. Yep. It's one of my favorite shows you and I have ever done. Yep. We had a good show, but the fact that we could look out beyond our table there and see floats going down Market Street for Amazing. a warrior parade. And here we are, not even eight months later, or maybe it actually is eight months to the day later. And you're right. What are all the stories that we don't know? And we can start with the fallout from Punchgate. What has that really done to the locker room? Well, let's take a look at the fact that Bob Myers remains unsigned. Let's take a look at the fact that Andrew Wiggins is away from the team and our thoughts are with him and we don't know why. Right. And I guarantee, I guess I can't guarantee, but it certainly feels to me, I feel strongly, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like this For just, Andrew Wiggins. No, the whole or team. in general, yeah. There's just, so, it feels like there's so much going on behind the scenes. And, and how did Wiseman go from, we're going to pick up your extension to, we can't wait to trade you for damaged goods? Right. Like, that story is and, a story. And where does that leave Joe Lacob and Bob Myers? Which is something we really want to get to today. John Island's going to join us in a few, but after that, we're going to get to your phone calls big time on where this organization sits, not just with the remaining 24 games, but where it goes from there. 888-957-9570. Take a listen to this. Just for example... And this is from Damon and Ratto yesterday. Monty Poole, NBC Sports Bay Area, was on and got into some really interesting state-of-the-team stuff. Uh, now, when he talks about all three here, uh, the, uh, the triumvirate of uh, Bob Myers and, and Steve Kerr and Steph Curry, uh, take a listen. Bob Myers up front in the front office there, you know, he's, he can leave. He can, if he decides to leave, and he just might, uh, that changes everything because the Warriors have built themselves around the triumvirate of Bob Myers, Steph Curry, and Steve Kerr. If any one of those three guys leaves, the whole dynamic changes. Everything changes. And so, and the other two guys, all three of those guys know that. That if any one of them leaves, it changes everything. Okay, so there's going to be more to share with you on what Monty was saying. But it, it kind of speaks to what we were just talking about on the changeover and, and my point that, that almost likening it to the Death Star and that's probably a bad comp because the Warriors are like a, you know, live star, not a Death Star. It's been a great thing, not something that's uh, that's awful. Right. But the point being that there is this, there's this center core that if it blows up, the whole thing as we know it crumbles. And I think as Monty's saying, you can make the case that Myers and Kerr and Curry are all that. If you lose one, I'm not saying you lose all three, they all leave, but maybe the version of them that you know leaves. Well, the version of this, as we know, I believe is leaving whether or not Myers, Kerr, or Curry leave. Because I think Draymond Green, if he opts out and he decides to play elsewhere next year, but they sign Bob to a deal and Steve Kerr decides he wants to keep coaching and Steph Curry's under contract already, the fact that Draymond Green leaves, the version of this that we know will be totally different. Because, you know, and you've said it yourself, and the notion is that you can't win without Draymond Green. And maybe you can't win with Draymond Green anymore. Maybe you can't win a championship anymore anyway. But if Draymond Green decides to go play elsewhere, what we know as the Warriors dynasty, it's different. 
Yeah, that's that's true, but it, I, it also feels like you can still function in a way. In other words, like if I had asked any Warrior fan at any point, last three years, let's say, do you feel like all three are going to finish their career? And I'm talking now about Steph, Clay, Dre. Right. Are all three going to finish in a Warrior uniform? Like the, the odds no. on bet would yeah, be no. No. Okay. But so which one would you pick first to be like, I bet he ends up somewhere else to end his career? It was Draymond, Draymond and always. even beyond the contract. Right. Yes. Draymond for sure. Clay is the middle one where we're kind of like, oh God, that would be painful, but it might be understandable. I get it. Steph is the one that for us, we hope and we feel is completely off the table as far as, as, as this idea. So I don't think I've ever been under the impression that all three were going to ride into the sunset and put down warrior jerseys and then retire. Like that's just... I mean, that, that's just not realistic, right? Right. And it's not realistic. And if you look at any team that's had this measure of success or even a team that hasn't had this measure of success, when you have three stars like this, to think that they're going to come up with one team and stay with one team for their whole career, it just doesn't happen. And I actually was saying this to Kyle in the green room. We had this discussion, and I think I caught you off guard with my take. But Kyle said, what if Steph Curry agrees to stay here the rest of his career, but you never win another championship. And I said, if Steph Curry would be here for the rest of his career and you never went to the playoffs again, I would be okay with that, as opposed to Steph Curry going well, somewhere else you, you said, and actually playing well. But you said for the rest of your life. I was like, man. Well, the rest of his life. Okay, his NBA it. life. Well, okay, and I hope my life that's goes different. longer than his NBA life. It is that important to us. He I, turns I 35 you. on March 14th. So we are as if I'm 19 days away from Steph Curry's 35th birthday. And he signed for three more years, which means 36, 37, 38. He'll be 38 when his contract ends. At that point, if he wants to go somewhere else, I guess I'd be okay with it. Yeah, there's a, yeah as long as that somewhere else is just like home. And as long as yeah, he doesn't go right. win somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, there's a lot more to say on this, the state of the whole situation from the inside out, and we'll get back to it shortly. But want to welcome in our good friend, John Ireland, longtime voice of the Lakers, and it's been way too long. I don't know why we've waited so long to have you on, but this is a fun night to do it with uh, these two teams starting the post-All-Star break run, I think is really appropriate because both of them do have there's a little bit of a common thread right like aging cores that need to go on a run what do you think of both of their chances john and hey what's going on buddy hi boys uh, by the way were you were you guys before he came on seriously debating whether you'd be okay letting steph curry leave you can't let Steph Curry well, leave. No, what is, damn, no, what is wrong there's, with you? There's no debate. The con the conversation is about it, it starts with Bob Myers, John, and we're all wondering why a contract hasn't been signed. And it's more talking about obviously the potential of the crumbling of whatever has been this core for twelve years now. And yes, Steph is the number one we would all set aside, and we are all praying and hoping that he never, ever, ever puts on another jersey. But but John. John, the end of this whole thing might be a hell of a lot sooner than I think Warrior fans f fully understand, you know? Okay, I disagree with you, and here's why. Great. Um, you you guys are taking the position of my broadcast partner, Michael Thompson. Mark, who you know well. Um, Michael, who's Clay's dad, is very skeptical about the Warriors making the run this year. I think part of that is the defense mechanism. Because yes. He, he roots for him, but he thinks... 
you know, he, he, he says, Ireland, they're not big enough. They don't play defense. They don't win on the road. To, to which my professional response is, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Do you guys realize that the best five-man unit in the NBA this year yeah. is the same group that won the title last year? It's Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, and Looney. That's not even with Poole. You got you guys. They have the highest plus minus of any five man group in the entire league. Yeah, but th- like John, it's two different conversations. Right, like I'm right. with you about the run this year, but there's still there's all the the payroll and Bob Myers contract and Draymond opting in or out. That all that's going to be addressed no matter how this season ends at, at the end of the year. Well, don't you think those things are related, though, guys? I mean, for sure. If they win it again, Mark. If they win it again, I think. It becomes very difficult not to bring Bob back. It becomes very difficult not to bring Looney back. It had, you know, guys that you would think are expendable. They already admitted the mistake with Gary Payton and turned around and fixed it and cut bait on Wiseman. I just think I understand that you guys are a talk show in San Francisco and like (laughs) I am in L.A. and the Lakers kind of stirred the drink down here like the Warriors do up there. But I think the Warriors' demise has been greatly exaggerated. I know they're a 500 team. I know they're whatever it is, seven and 22 on the road. Mm. Who are you really, guys? Really gonna? If you had to bet your life on the Warriors in a seven-game series against anybody in the West, I'm talking Denver, Memphis, Clippers. You're really not taking the Warriors. If my life depended on it, I'm taking the Warriors just because I've seen them come back from the dead before. I've seen him around. I've seen what Steph can do when he's healthy. So, if you guys are healthy, if the Warriors are healthy, I'm not picking against them. I don't care what the numbers say. I don't care how bad they've been on the road. I don't care, as Michael points out to me, that they don't have any size. That Because if you think about it, the rest of the West doesn't have much size either. You got Jokic, but past that, there aren't a lot of great big men. I just think the Warriors and their championship medal is being seriously underrated here. And and I don't know whether or not you guys agree, but I wouldn't bet against them. Yeah, I unfortunately would bet against them, John, and I'm a diehard, lifelong Warrior fan, but I look at their defensive metrics, the fact that they're 26th in the association in points allowed per game. They play fast, they play loose, they turn it over, they foul too much, and they don't defend anybody. Isn't this indicative of maybe a team that is, in fact, facing the end? Could be, but okay, let's let's focus on, you focus on the defensive metrics. Sure. Let's focus on the elephant in the room. Steph has missed, what, 20 games? Clay is not playing in back-to-backs. You know they're saving Iguodala for the postseason. Um, you know, he's going to give you something. So I, I just think that, that when you get into a seven-game series, do you guys realize the Warriors are the only team ever during this run, this run that started when Steve Kerr got there, in every playoff series they've been in, Mark, every single one they've won a game on the road. They're the only team that's ever done that. They, they go into the other opponent's building and win. So then they just have to win their home games, and if they do, they, they're right back in it again. I, I'm, I'm not down on them at all. And I know that you guys have to have these conversations, like, is Bob coming back? What are they going to do about like Draymond's contract? What are they going to do about Clay's contract? But I almost think we should wait and see if they've got one more run in them. I saw this with the Lakers 
when they went to three straight finals in 08, 09, and 10. Everybody kept saying, you're going to have to get rid of, you know, you're going to have to get rid of some of the older guys. You're going to have to tweak the roster. And they just wrote it until it finally died in 2011. And I'm just not sure the Warriors are dead yet. Uh, John Ireland, voice of the Lakers, joining us here on Willard and Dams 95.7 The Game. John, what are the Warriors looking at tonight? Because I know that the, the Laker Nation is very optimistic with what happened at the trade deadline, and especially that last game before the break against the Pelicans. They look good. So what do you think of the Lakers' chances to crash the playoffs and, and, and the two times that, that the Warriors will face them here in the next couple weeks? So you guys remember the game on the Saturday night game on February 11th, 12 days ago. No LeBron, no Steph. The Lakers won in Chase Center, which makes me think the Lakers have the edge tonight. But who knows? Clay had a horrible game. I think he was 3 for 13. He normally plays really well against the Lakers. So these are two teams. I think the Warriors make the playoffs no matter what, even though they're a 500 team. I don't see them going into some weird funk that would have them drop to below 10. The Lakers guys have 23 games left, and they're in 13th place. They have to win these games. I guess, Mark, this is a long way of me saying this game is more important to the Lakers than it is to the Warriors. And LeBron has said it. AD has said it. I think with LeBron back in our lineup tonight, and you guys missing, I just heard from uh, the Warriors, it, Wiggins is out. Yeah, he's still a, out. A, a personal thing going on. Um, Steph's out. Iguodala's out. Obviously, Peyton's out. Um, if the Lakers don't win this game tonight, Mark, it's a really bad sign for these last 23 because they literally need to go, I think, they need to go 14-9 and nine to get in. And they can't afford to lose home games, and they can't afford to lose games to teams that are ahead of them in the standings. And, and let's face it, when you're 13th, that's almost everybody. So they need to win tonight, and I, I think they will. But who knows? I mean, you guys have seen it a million times. Clay or Jordan Poole gets hot, makes 12 threes, and then the, the game flips on that. So I think it's going to be close. Yeah, 5 of 23, by the way, Clay Thompson, in that uh, last game. 3 of 13 from 3 in terms of uh, the, the bad performance from Clay Thompson in that game. I actually said the same thing, John, 14 and 9. I think 41 and 41 is good enough to get anybody into the play-in tournament scenario. But then again, you look at the, the Clippers are only five games above, so it's so tightly packed in the West. When you forecast outside of the Warriors and the Lakers in terms of the postseason, what team in the Western Conference intrigues you as a team that might be able to make a run and steal this thing? The team that scares me the most is the Clippers. I think that if they get everybody healthy, and Kawhi, and and I, I know I'm on an, a big island here. And Mark, you know I've always been on this island. <laughs> I, I actually like Russell Westbrook. Um, a lot of Laker fans are down on him. A lot of NBA fans are down on him because what he's been five teams in six years. But the Warriors don't have what he brings. He brings like this fast pace, high intensity. Or I'm sorry, the Clippers don't have what he brings. It, it's it's I, I that's the team that scares me, Dan. I, I think that if if Kawhi's healthy, Paul George is healthy, and Westbrook doesn't screw him up, and I don't think he's gonna, that's the one team I think that could go deep. They scare me more than Denver, more than Memphis. I've been saying Clippers Warriors in the uh in the Western Conference Finals. Wow. But but now I think we gotta all talk about Phoenix. Because what does Durant do for Phoenix? If Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant, 
and, and by the way, that makes DeAndre Ayton the fourth best player on this <laughs> team, and he's really good. If those guys come together, I, I think they're the wild card. They're the one team that it wouldn't shock me if they made a, a deep run either. So, so I don't duck your question. Outside of the, the Lakers and Warriors, the team I would, if I can't pick those two, the team I would pick to come out would either be Phoenix or the Clippers. Uh, John, the uh, the bigger offseason question, we, we hear this all the time, and I think it's more just a feeling than it is an actual rumor, but but are the Lakers coming with this three-year, $70 million offer for Draymond Green in the offseason? Is that a thing? I, it's not in, in our world, but like I always say, Rob Palenka, our GM, is, he's almost... Stealth. I mean, he rarely does interviews. He doesn't talk to a lot of people. He kind of runs a pretty tight, siloed ship over there. So he's the only, he's the only one. Mark, you could ask that question to any you know talking head like me that comes on your show. But anybody says that they know is probably lying because Polinka just doesn't tell anybody anything. He, he keeps very close to the vest. He keeps his options open. Um, I know LeBron has great respect for Draymond, so something like that wouldn't shock me. But is it like a secret handshake deal that's already been done? I, I highly doubt that. John, it's uh, it's great to hear your voice, yeah. buddy. Um, and uh, even though you need it more than we do tonight, uh, we're going to try to take it, all right? Yeah, we don't want you to have it, John. Well, as you guys know, when Clay sees purple and gold, I know, mm-hmm. I know last game was an anomaly. But he normally goes off for something like 11 out of 13 from three. I, I don't know if it's because his mom and dad are in the building or his, his friends are here, but look out for that. Clay or Jordan Poole could flip this game. So I uh, by no means am I counting my chickens. This could easily go either way. Yeah, tell Michael to stop being such a negative Nelly, too. I what you know, Mark, you'll love this. In in you know, every time Clay goes off, like Clay, I, I I'll I'll nudge Michael, I'll go, hey. Clay's got 41 points, and it's the third quarter. He'll go, oh, yeah? How many rebounds did he have? Exactly. <laughs> yep, always a dad first. Always totally a dad not. first. <laughs> yeah. uh, John, great, Thanks, John, great stuff, man. Thanks for coming on. All right, boys. Have a great show. You right, too, yeah. There you go. That's John Ireland, the voice of uh, the Lakers. It's true. Uh, That's Michael, so funny. Clay, if Clay's got 40, it's not just how many rebounds. It's like, why not 50? Exactly. He had 40 at the end of the third. You can't get to 50? What's the matter with you? I love Michael it's Thompson. The, oh, my gosh. It's the you know what the thing is? You can know Michael as well as anyone in the world, and I still don't know sometimes if he's being funny or if he's being serious. Yeah, he has a deadpan. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute, really? Like your son just dropped 48 in an NBA right. game, and he'll be like, but he had 30 at half. Why didn't he get 50? And I'm like, your son had 37 points in a quarter on 10 <laughs> dribbles. Why you dribble so much? And you'll be like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh he's kidding. And you'll look at him, and he's just deadpan. Yeah. And I'm like, you're kidding, right? And then just then the sure. conversation You're moves on. He sure. pulls out popcorn. That's so funny. <laughs> and that's, you know, oh, you got to love it. And how great would it be to have, you know, multiple sons as pro athletes, oh, let alone one of them who's got a, a game named after him, the Claymaker game. And, you know, to have Clay Thompson as your son and Trace is a pro baseball player. And his other son, I think, is a is a fledgling pro athlete as well. He was. He was in the uh, what was then the uh, the D League that's now become the G League. I yeah. don't know. I think he's I think he's moved on okay. to, uh, to, to other stuff now. Sure. But uh, yeah, man, what a job. huh? He gets to go to work tonight. Right. In the same city where his one son is a baseball player. Um, and, and I'm sure out at spring training. 
And uh, and then his son is going to come see him. He's going to it's go with uh, Dad to Work Day totally uh, for for Clay Thompson tonight <laughs> down so. there at uh, the uh, Crypto dot com yeah. arena, the arena formerly known <laughs> as Staples. But John said what I was thinking: fourteen and, 14 nine, and nine gets them to five hundred, which means the Warriors go twelve and twelve. Then you're there. You're in the plane. Yeah, except I'd love to say that the Warriors are playing with house money tonight, but they're not. They don't have house money. So yeah. Lakers may need it more. Doesn't mean the Warriors don't need it. And much more. If you heard what Monty Poole said, a little bit of it on Damon Arrow, there's much more. There's much more. In fact, there's one thing he said about Joe Lacob and the relationship with Bob Myers that I'd never really heard it put that way before. And we'll have that for you coming up next. It's all brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. Weatherton Dibs also brought to you in part by 5-Hour Energy. Your call's next at 888-957-9570 on Weatherton Dibs.